Hello, Internet. This is Chase Wassenaar, a.k.a. the Red Shirt King. Welcome to this day two of our team-by-team preview of the European LCS. I am joined, as always, by my good friend, Walter Fetchuk. Walter, how are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. I'm actually fairly excited to talk about this team. Uh, I think a lot of other uh, analysts are kind of underrating them, uh, but but we'll have to see exactly where things kind of uh, uh, pan out with them. Yeah, and the them that we're talking about here is Splice. Uh, this is one of those teams that, you know, when Dignitas EU made it uh, into the LCS because they were the top challenger team, uh, due to the two-team rule, they had to sell to somebody. Splice are the guys that picked it up, formerly known as Follow Esports, which would have been one of the worst names that has ever occurred uh, other than XDG, which still holds the title for me, in my humble opinion. <laughs> but uh, but they changed the name to something Splice. I, they've got that great snake logo that I really feel is going to carry them far. And they've done some interesting things. They uh, kept Wonderware, Senkux, Kobe, and Nisbeth. And they brought back Trashy from Enemy in North America. They brought him back to Europe. How often do we see a player leave to North America and come back? I love these kinds of storylines. He has replaced Obvious. Uh, and Broken Shard, of course, is gone. They have not announced their coach yet. Maybe they'll bring him back. He is around. He is available he, at this point. He is around, and he could be a good addition to this, this rather young team, which uh, them all being Danish. Yes. Makes them one of, like, I think the only roster in either NA or EU to have players all of one nationality. I'd have to double-check North America, but I think that's the fact, is that they're, like, the the only team that has all their players of one nationality, which I think is kind of interesting. Yeah, it's something we've seen before with, like, the original Rockat was all Polish guys. Yep. And it tends to have, there's some camaraderie there. You know, players tend to be a little bit closer because they have that shared kind of perspective on everything. And also, we've seen the Danish buff to player quality over the years. I mean, how many great players have come from Denmark? It's like, I'd say the vast majority of our of our European talents, not all of them, but a good percentage of them do come from Denmark. There does seem to be something about that country that just continually produces League of Legends talent. So there are a lot of things to get excited about. But the most exciting thing, I think is Senkux, this mid laner that everyone has been talking about if you follow the challenger scene. Walter, is Senkux the next great mid lane talent to come into the European scene? I I think so. I think he's going to be a really, really good player. Um, he has a lot of Thebevin, in my opinion, in him. A lot of that kind of play style, a lot of that very like assassiny play style, but supplements it by playing control mages fairly well. Uh, I don't know how well he plays on like straight mages, like uh, on a rise, uh, just outright like that. But he can play the Orianna, he can play uh, Ari, he can play LeBlanc, he can play Victor, he can play Azir. Like I think he's actually really good. And in terms of like the challenger scene, I thought that the European challenger scene was really really competitive. And should give him kind of an advantage over, let's say, like a North American, uh, like rookie player, in terms of that the because of how uh, how competitive it was and how many former LCS players were in there, it should give him a better expectation of the skill of the uh, mid laners that he's going to be up against in in the LCS. Yeah, this strikes me much more as a potential Fabivan than a potential Fox, because that was the thing last year that people, you know. 
when they look at challenger mid laners, they tend to really go one of two ways. Either they have this aggression, they have this ability to, you know, put themselves forward and really try to make a statement, or they play very safe and they try to not be a hindrance to their team. And I think Senkux is going to come out and he's got something to prove. I think he is a guy that really wants to make a name for himself and has the ability to do it. I can't wait to watch him uh, play against some of these, you know, the Forbivens, the Reuse, the, you know, the Xpeke slash Power of Evils of the world. I think those are going to be really, really fun matchups. <laughs> and he's a guy that, you know, even you could just watch from what they did in the challenger scene. Like he grew every week. I feel yes. like he's a guy that just absorbs knowledge well and uses that to make himself better and just add another tool to his arsenal. And I think it makes him one of the more fun challenger prospects to come out of Europe since Fabiven, I'd say. Uh, I can't wait to see it. You know who else I can't wait to see? And, I, you know, I call this the underrated storyline for this particular team. Is Trashy severely underrated due to the lack of success around him in enemy esports? Uh, he was one of the better players on that enemy roster, which I, doesn't say much because I think their bot lane was just absolutely horrendous, and I don't know how Otter ever got into the LCS. Sorry, there are some fan he has some fans, but I, I don't understand it. Uh, I thought he played well. I don't think he was like a world beater. I don't think he played as well as I expected him uh, from what I had seen of him play in the Challenger series. I think part of his problem was that he was playing in North America, that he wasn't playing with... He was kind of playing out of his element, even though he had been there for a while. Enemy, you know, had spent an entire split in the Challenger series and then a whole split uh, in the LCS, and he was with them for most of it. So I think you're right. I can't wait to see him play back in Europe and play with people that he probably... Uh, I don't want to say grew up playing with, but grew up playing with uh, from the beginning of his career in you know other Danish people. They can all just speak you know, Danish, they don't have to worry about speaking English if they don't want to. I think Senkux is a much better mid laner than, uh, than Inox was. Inox had been tra- like, uh, role swapping from top lane into mid lane. And while he did well, I think Senkux is just that much better. And I think Nisbeth and, Co- and Kobe are better, a better bot lane than, than the, the enemy bot lane. I forget even what the support's name was. So I think he'll have a lot more success here. Uh, in terms of just individual success. Now, whether this is going to be a much better team than Enemy, I think Wonderware is good, but I have some some kind of qualms about him and, and how good he is exactly. So we'll have to go from there, but I think he's going to be pretty good. Here are some stats about Trashy that I don't think most people realize. He had a 3.5 KDA, which may, was the fifth highest KDA amongst junglers. He was responsible for only 13.7% of his team's deaths, which was the second lowest for junglers in the league. He had a 77.6% kill participation, which was third amongst junglers. Uh, Those are all awesome. Uh, As is the fifth place for damage per minute uh, that he had, because there was nothing on that team. I mean, literally, they were behind in such a significant amount of gold. The fact that he was you know, down 257 gold at 10 minutes. Like, that had nothing to do with him and everything to do with the fact that enemy junglers could just gank at will in the first 10 minutes and enemy had no recourse. Uh, I, I think that the things that he did really well with are going to translate well here. He is going to be a guy who will help his team go where the, you know, where the plays need to be made 
and and be an asset without taking the kind of massive risks that you know could make a younger team that you know is feeling this pressure and you know needs some stability there i think he can be that stable piece is he going to be the best jungler in the league no not i don't i don't think that that's really up for question but i do think that he is a very valuable asset given the way the rest of this team is built that people are probably writing off just because well i mean who wants to really talk about anything that happened to enemy last split uh but i have i have a different fear when it comes to splice and you know you brought up wonderware is a little bit of a of a risk and and i agree with that but that that i feel like we kind of kind of know where wonderware is here's my question for you are we sure that Kobe Nisbeth bot lane is as solid as it needs to be to keep up with the top tier European teams? That I I think like a forgiven Vander is going to crush him. I think Reckless and Oxiac are probably going to crush him. I think uh, Niels and Mithy are probably going to crush him. I think Karnan and Kossing, That's kind of the level I think where Kabe and Nisbeth are. That like wow. that fourth or fifth tier. Um, just. I think, you know, because I'm not confident about any of the other ones. Yeah, sure, Steelback is like a pretty good 80 carry on Unicorns of Love, but I'm just not certain how well him and Hillisan are going to match. And I think Kabe and Nisbeth have an advantage on the fact that they've been playing together for so long and that they can have built up this sort of synergy together. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, Forgiven and Vander are probably going to crush every single bot lane in the you know European LCS, but... You know, being fifth isn't bad in my opinion. I think it's serviceable, and I think that Splice is going to do fairly well for uh, for themselves. And I think, I, again, I rate them much higher than a lot of other te- uh, a lot of other analysts do, personally. Yeah, you you like that bot lane more than I do, and and my question is not necessarily in Kabi. I, I think he's fine. Um, I, I don't expect a whole bunch of you know amazing outplays from him. I don't think we're going to have a Kabi montage six weeks into the season. Um, my my worry is Nisbeth, and I understand that he's grown a lot since he subbed for, for MYM for a bit back in the spring split, but he just looked like a guy that didn't handle the pressure of playing on an LCS stage well. Like, he watched his face. Like, he was nervous. He was really just – he didn't look comfortable, and, and you could see it in his play. He didn't – you know, he was, he was really hesitant to to go in on a lot of opportunities that he had. And maybe he's worked through that. Maybe he's in a place now where he can make those kind of plays and he'll do it with confidence and he'll do it with you know, everything they need him to do. He's going to have to because you know, if, if they're the fifth or sixth best bot lane, this team will probably be fine because I think Zencox is better than the fifth or sixth best mid laner. Yeah. If, they, if he's any worse than that, that's a problem because I don't think Wonderware is going to be the guy that saves him. And Trashy is solid in that he's not going to hurt you, but he's also not going to be the guy that steps up and ends up being this powerhouse that turns this team around and really uh, takes them to this new level. But you know, I, I, I'm, I'm sensing Walter that you're, you've got a, your crystal ball is lighting up. You've got a, a premonition for this team. I, I do. I have a premonition, and it and it kind of centers around around Trashy. Yes. Okay. I, I foresee Trashy being one of the top top three junglers in Europe. I think that he's going to give a lot of other junglers kind of a run for their money and that he's going to match very well 
with uh, with Senkux and Wonderware, and it's going to help them uh, actually make the playoffs. Yes, yeah. I, I think that's what's going to happen. Interesting. I think that I think that's very much in play, and the people who don't think of them in that way, you know, let, let's put it like this: who are the who are the teams that have the the risk of jumping them? It's you know, Giants who. The, the roster that has been leaked doesn't look particularly impressive. You could say the same about Rockets and Elements leaked rosters. Like none of those scare me, and none of those have the benefit of having played together for a long time that Splice is taking into this. And so then you're looking at the playoff spot. It's like, are they better than the Unicorns of Love? Well, they certainly are if Trashy plays the way that he might be able to. They certainly are if, you know, Senkux can just take Fox out, which... I don't think is out of the realm of possibility. Splice is going to be... We, they talk about it in professional sports. and They've been talking... It's playoff time for the NFL. So there's... Oh, there, that's a team you don't want to face in the, you know, the first round of the playoffs. I think Splice, just over the course of the year, is going to be one of those kinds of teams that, you know, H2K... That are, you know, going to take a game or two here off of, you know, H2K or Fnatic or Orient. And you're going to look at them in a much, like, kind of different light. Uh, I think they're they're kind of the definition of the middle team in in Europe. They're you know that 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 five six kind of spot, and I think once we actually see them play and see how they kind of adapt to playing in this LCS setup, and if they can go get a coach that that is able to prepare them, I think like you said, Broken Shard has worked with them. I think Broken Shard would be a you know tremendous choice to help this team and guide them through their first year in the LCS. But I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. And, and probably, you know, week four or five is when people will actually start to give them uh, the credit that they're due. It is one of those things where sometimes we underestimate as fans and as analysts just how important it is to have that synergy in a roster, to have players that trust each other, that understand each other's strengths and weaknesses that are able to you know, go in and follow the call and trust in the calls that are made, all of that matters. And you know, if they get a good coach and a good analyst to back these guys up, I think this team is a team you don't want to play in the quarterfinals. I think there's enough you know, you know, synergy with these guys, enough history with these guys, the way they play together as a unit. They're a team that if you're in the quarterfinals, you'd have to really watch out. Because they could, you know, you might think that you'll win this individual matchup here and there, but, you know, they might win the vision game. They might win the objective game. They might win all of these team-oriented things. And they have a chance to out-team fight some teams, even some good teams, that, uh, that they're potentially going to be playing on the route to wherever they un- end up this season. So, our final thoughts, Walter. Where do you see this team at the end of the day? Do you, do you think this is a, a six seed, a five seed? Are they... You know, that, that outside looking in that, you know, maybe gets there in the summer. Where do you put them? I think they're going to be contending with Vitality for, like, the fourth spot. I, I honestly mm. think so. I think that as much as Vitality has, like, a veteran kind of player base, and while these guys are all rookies, I think that the uh, the the talent and the fact that they've all been playing together for so long, with Trashy being the exception is going to give them kind of advantage that I don't think any other European team other than Orion really has, is having their real central core all have been playing together for almost a full year. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, they're definitely, in my mind, they're 100% a playoff team. And looking into summer, as long as things don't 
derail themselves and they have to make a ton of roster changes. I think this is a very, very interesting team looking into the summer. Yeah, see, this is where I, I'm a little less high on them than you are. I think they're a very dangerous team in the summer. I think they're going to be in the playoff hunt in week nine. I think that they're going to be fighting for that six seed. I think that they and Unicorns of Love and maybe G2 are all going to be looking at each other for those last, you know, two of those teams are going to get in and one of them is going to be on the outside, kind of like Elements was last split, you know, just one game back or losing a tiebreaker, you know, having one of those tiebreaker matches that just, you know, you know, is, is, it could really go either way. That, that seems to be where Splice is for me right now. I think that, you know, Senkux and, and Trashy and, and Nisbeth in particular, I think, can really benefit from having some more experience playing LCS opponents week in and week out. You cannot underestimate how much the quality of opponent can really help improve a roster. But they have a lot of pieces there. And I think that they are, you know, people who are rating them in the, you know, 7 to 10 spot right now, I think are underrating just how much that, that synergy and that history as a unit together is going to help them out when it comes to these these big games on the big stage that are going to define whether they're in the playoffs or not. But uh, but that's this team's wrap-up. Uh, hopefully, you guys listened to yesterday when we talked about Team Vitality, and hopefully you're following our North American side of things, where we got to talk about TSM and talk about Immortals today. Uh, we've been do- we're going to do one of these every day for the next uh, nine days left, so you should definitely be tuning into those. You can make sure to follow all those at soundcloud.com slash esportsgamblinghour or on iTunes at esportsgamblinghour. You can also follow me on Twitter at RedshirtKing. Walter, where can they find you? You guys can find me at at C80s underscore LOL. And you should definitely come back tomorrow because tomorrow we get to talk about the team that both makes and breaks my heart, which is going to be... (laughs) a podcast that I guarantee you do not want to miss. So until tomorrow, goodbye, Internet.